0: They're scrambled, usually get a good look at it. Shots blocked by Shay Gilgis Alexander. Rookie against rookie. Patrick (laughs) Beverly joins us on Sports Center. He plays on the best team in LA. Great five seconds. Zippers bring it in. Five seconds to go. Tie game. Seatbelts are fastened. Lou Williams for the win.
1: what up guys welcome back to the clippers pulse podcast as usual it's your boy adam and i'm with my boy brendan what's up brendan i'm doing good man how you doing yeah man i'm chilling dude i'm enjoying the off season and all the storylines that keep flying around i'm enjoying watching kd clap back at people on twitter as well
0: yeah, that whole Chris Broussard thing, and then him saying, yeah, we've talked on multiple occasions for six-hour conversations. There's at least 60 messages. And then all <laughs> these crazy like, you ain't people. got my number. Yeah, and then all these crazy people, that are like breaking down how many messages per hour that would be and calling <laughs> them on bullshit. I'm like, guys, what is going
1: on? Did right you now? see Chris's retort saying, like, yeah, I don't have KD's number, but we're in 2019, so when you're hitting me up as a DM on Twitter... I'm going to count that as a text message.
0: I kind of get that, though. I mean, not saying that I have his number, but that we were texting compared to we were DMing. What's the difference?
1: Yeah, there's no difference, dude. No. So, guys, what we're going to do today, the the other day I put some out on Reddit, uh, just asking for topics to cover. So what we're going to be looking at today, we're going to be looking at... Low key free agents, in case knock on wood, we don't manage to get any of the superstars that we're hoping for. And obviously, we're going to discuss the Mark Stein article about KD. And then Brendan's been working up a nice little trade just in case we don't land a KD or a Kawhi. I'd like you guys to kind of leave some feedback about that as well on a Reddit post, just so we can see whether you guys agree with what we're thinking. So let's kick it off. Brendan, what did you think about that Stein article, bro?
0: I was wondering why Durant wasn't considering the Clippers more. I figured that he just wanted that spotlight of having his own team over in New York. But the Clippers are a better situation. I mean, the management is clearly better. There's a better roster around what would be an incoming superstar already. And it just makes every bit of sense sense on he can still stay near Bay Area, he likes California, obviously, has things set up here. I mean, I just think that anybody should want to come to the Clippers.
1: At the moment, I don't see a better franchise to join, dude. I've been saying it for weeks. Uh, Why are you going to go to New York and all the dysfunction that comes with it? I get it. You want to lead the team to a championship. You want to be the guy that turns around the franchise. Come to the Clippers. Do it for the Clippers, man. You'll be the first player that gets a statue built because of it. It's, oh, yeah. You know what Rene, I'm saying? You lead yeah. that team. Steve yeah. Ballmer's got money, dude. I, I'm guaranteeing if you bring a championship, he's going to find a way to immortalize you.
0: And there's room for another guy. I mean, they're going to be smart with their franchise, with their roster and everything. I mean, it, it's a great situation.
1: It's a great situation. Obviously, there's some. Different avenues they need to explore. There's different things they need to take into account. But long term, there's nothing but an upside to this. Now, obviously, he was saying that all through the year, this is what Stein was saying, sorry, in that article. All through the year, he's been hearing KD to the Knicks is a luck. KD wants to go to the Knicks. I think the turning point for that was actually the Golden State and Clippers Um, series simply because of how tough the Clippers played them I think they earned a lot of respect from KD and he got to see what sort of organization it's like what the fan base is like do you think I'm right or you think it's more just money
0: no I think that that did have an effect on him I mean he had a lot of respect for those guys even though they were getting all up in his head I mean that was respectful and understandably so they played their asses off you know i mean the clippers are a hustling team that i think that playing like that could have been what was the tipping point and i wonder if getting the number three pick changed anything at all or more specifically if like zion going to the pelicans
1: changed anything at all i mean it could have if you're kd and you've got an eye on new york all year and you're like they're tanking for zion Then Zion doesn't appear. Now you're left with number three instead of number one. The Clippers around the corner with more, as much or more cap space and a better front office. You've probably got more chance winning with the Clippers. If Zion had gone to New York, it would have made more sense to me for a star or two to have kind of followed over to New York.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting because... At the same time, I mean, the expectations probably shouldn't have been the first pick, given the odds and everything with the new lottery system. But maybe that was what he was thinking. It seemed like that's what the rest of the media was thinking for some reason, that it was locked for number one to go to New York.
1: I mean, it was wishful thinking. Did you saw Stephen A, that guy was going to church? (laughs) God damn, he was sad. Look, look, man, I don't think anybody knew to the extent what this new lottery format was actually going to do. Uh, you know, this was a learning curve for everybody. Now you see that those lottery picks, those high first round picks are now so much more valuable as trade assets, and it's so yeah. less valuable to tank.
0: Yeah, I mean, what was it? Three of the t- picks between 8 and 12 moved into the top four.
1: I mean, yeah, it is. it's that range that really got improved, I feel like. Yeah, which means, you know, when you're trading first-round picks, especially, like, the Clippers must be rubbing their hands together, bro. That 2021 Miami pick is looking like the Golden Goose, dude. Yeah. I think they hold on to that for dear life, man. You grip that, and you grip it tight, and you hope that that draft class comes through clutch, dude.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess unless Miami clears up space next offseason and then manage to sign a big guy would be the only possibility, but they're just in such a crappy spot contract-wise where it's likely they're needing to wait it out a couple of years to get rid of some of these.
1: Yeah, and even if they did sign a big guy, I don't think that will be enough to really catapult them high up the Eastern Conference because the East is stacked now, dude. Like the, yeah. top, the top tier of the East is tough, man. Yeah, the top five
0: six about you know and then there's a couple upcoming teams but i feel like they could maybe fight for that eight spot but i don't know i mean that's just if some guy just decides he wants to be in miami pretty much they'd just be selling the location because the franchise isn't going in a great direction or anything i think you're right that that is probably your most
1: valuable piece right now yeah dude and if they do sign that big man who cares you still got it as a trade chip go flip it down the line and eventually somewhere along the timeline of the next two years, that's going to become a valuable asset, whether it's as a draft and it turns into a physical player or we use it as a sweetener in a deal or a centerpiece of a trade package. I'm completely chill with that pick, dude. I think that's a fantastic asset to have in the locker. And I feel like yeah. that's another selling point you can put to KD because if he's coming, he's going to be signing a big boy long term contract. So it's yeah. right. We've got these pieces now. Shea's going to get better. Shamut's going to get better. Robinson's getting better. We're going to bring guys in through the draft and we're still going to have the flexibility to keep adding to this team. Yeah. And
0: and- go on, sorry. Uh, well, I was going to ask about. The- if we should transition
1: to the Bradley Beal thing off of that. So guys, so this is the Brendan trade that he worked up earlier. I like it, and I'll tell you why once Brendan's kind of broke it down.
0: Yeah, so you and I have been breaking down the Wizards a lot recently. We're going team by team throughout the summer, and Bradley Beal, the All-NBA teams were just announced today, and he was the first player off. So he's not eligible for that Supermax contract, which would have made Washington even more likely to move on from him. So there is a better chance that Washington is willing to hold on now. But he's 25 years old and eligible for that max extension this summer. And Washington's just in a terrible spot. I honestly think that they're one of the worst positions in the entire league. I can't think of many that are in much of a spot than them, where I don't see where they're going to improve, minus this number nine pick. I mean, there's a lot of money locked up in John Wall. So to me, you just need to get young guys that are going to work for the future because Bradley Beal, even in these next four years, you're not going to get anything done. John Wall is not going to come back the same. And looking at previous trades with big name guys, you see the main package given back is a promising young guy or a borderline all-star now and a future lottery pick usually somewhere in there. That's not even always the case like the Minnesota Jimmy Butler trade uh in return was chris dunn you know kind of just a throw in there zach levine was the key piece and then they also swapped the seventh pick to chicago and minnie got the 16th pick in return so that's not that much value there i mean looking at i know that shea is not going to be a part of this but the young guy you would throw in here i feel like would have to be landry shamit and i understand being high on him the next jj reddick probably better um in certain aspects, but Bradley Beal's only twenty five years old. Doesn't played all eighty two games last year. I think that he has a crazy upside. And this is if you're landing a guy like Kevin Durant. Bl- Bradley Beal is an absolutely amazing number two guy. So do you throw Shamit, maybe Robinson in there also, and then the Philly pick, or maybe there's something around Shamit. And then do you consider that Miami pick also? But you going to hold on to Robinson?
1: No, that Miami pick staying locked up, dude. So the main reason I like this, which is a really key factor for me, is if we strike out. So if we run at KD and we strike out, then we run at Kawhi and we strike out, that's chill because this trade for Beal, we've got the cap room because trading Shamut is only going to give us like three or four mil after books, But we can bring in Bradley and just absorb the rest of that contract anyway because we have the cap room. The other side of it is we don't strike out and we bring in Kawhi or we bring in KD. We move Gallo and even if we don't, we've still got that flexibility to kind of make it work and still make that trade happen. So all of a sudden, I like the sound of having Kawhi or KD, Bradley Beal or Shea, and then filling filling the holes around. You know, you still got Mantras, you got Lou Will. Yep. I think it's a solid idea because it's you're bringing in a start, It's just not from free agency, and it is available for the extension straight away.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can keep him around long term. You sign him that extension. He's still not even thirty by the time that it's up, and.
1: You're looking down down an all-star entering his prime.
0: Yeah, exactly, which is crazy, and he's good on both sides of the ball. His defense doesn't blow me away, but he also had the most minutes per game in the entire league this year, Uh, so I don't blame him being a little hesitant on defense at times, but he's got the potential there. Like I said, I mean, most minutes per game, and he played 82 games in the year. I mean, being durable and available is one of the biggest assets, so that makes me feel a lot more comfortable. and. I have no issues with anybody throwing this four-year max at him.
1: The question is, what do you give up? Like, Shamet, okay, Shamut's going to be a fantastic player in the league. Question is, is he going to reach Bradley Beer level? No. Robinson. Being, like, it's just, yeah. Is Robinson going to reach Bradley Beer level? No, most likely not. Is it worth moving Shammah and Robinson and maybe a second round pick and a first round pick that isn't Miami to go and get Bradley Beal? Yes, I think that's very worth it. I think that instantly makes you better. I think that it also makes you more attractive when you're speaking to these guys like to KD and to Kawhi. Hey, we're going to get, you know, we're talking to Washington. We're looking at bringing in Bradley Beal you're going to play with Shea, you can come, we're going to challenge for a championship straight away. I feel like it's a really big win. And like you said, Bradley Bill's going to be asked up to asking to move out of Washington sometime in the next year or two. I don't see him staying long-term in that situation.
0: Yeah, that's because I just don't know how they're getting better. And I think that, I mean... They are changing their GM right now, but they striked out on their first option. I just don't see the, the draft went worst case possible for them with them sliding nine. They're in a really bad situation. They haven't even started giving John Wall that five-year supermax. That starts next season that he's not going to play in at all likely. I mean, their contract
1: situation is screwed. Yeah, bringing in Shamit and you know, Robinson and having those picks it kind of helps because it gives you building blocks for the future because, like you say, the contract situation is completely and utterly fucked. They're not going to be winning, so you might as well be giving these young guys that you've just bought in, you know, really significant minutes to kind of develop on the job. And then when John Wall's back, I think Shamit could play well off John Wall. Oh, I do too. I mean, John Wall's one of the best passers in the league,
0: I'm very interested to see how he comes back. I mean, he's a hard worker, but he's really reliant on that speed. And two injuries in a row, almost two years. I guess actually it surprised me he almost played 40 games this season. Uh, It felt like he wasn't there at all. But you just question how he's going to come back athletically. It might be different there. But if I'm the Wizards, I feel like that is a decent return. And there's different teams that I feel like could give you better packages. I mean, like. Maybe the Lakers are are getting one guy, and or even if they don't, they strike out and they need someone to put next to LeBron. Are they willing to give up the fourth pick and say Brandon Ingram um, might be a little much? There's teams like the Celtics, the Knicks. So I don't know. It's interesting, but I I feel like that you'd want him there if you had another guy because I, I guess he could be your first building piece, like you were saying though, right?
1: Yeah, um, my word, my sorry. My traf, mind, train of thought, there we go. My train of thought <laughs> with that isn't, oh, they're going to get better package offers elsewhere in return. In terms of a uh, player coming in. What we're offering in this cap room, we're offering to absorb a ginormous contract because it's what, 20 mil? And then the extension is going to push that higher. We're going to absorb the majority of that. You're taking back four, five, six million in contracts. That's all. Now you've got the room to go into the free agency market, the middle and lower tier, yeah. and start restructuring that roster. And that's yeah. what other teams can't offer.
0: Yeah, it's true. And partly that Washington is saying, hey, we're not going to sign this extension, so it's really only one year left of this guy. And you'll be paying them four years, $140 million. I mean, that's definitely a favor to them technically too, if they're not doing it. I mean, you're paying... Sm- less for the fact that you are about to have to sign him to this extension
1: yeah it's gonna be it's really really intriguing i like the idea so like i said at the beginning of the podcast guys i'd really enjoy seeing your ideas on this trade scenario and whether you think it would be a good idea so just get a reddit thread started make sure i'm aware of it and we'll discuss it there as well because i think it's a great idea bringing bill in makes that like first step towards a secondary star, and it negates the need to try and bring in two all stars via free agency, which is a ginormous task. I don't mean to, you know, shoot everybody's hopes out the sky. It's going to be hard enough bringing one of those guys in. Bringing two is, you know, you're str- you're looking for unicorns, dude.
0: Yeah. But hey, I mean, you're number one on a couple different, or you're in the conversation on a lot of these top guys. So,
1: oh man, if we, if Kawhi and KD both joined, I'd oh be God. doing backflips through the street, dude. And I can't do backflips. No, it, it would be, dude. It'd be
0: insanity. Yeah, anything to least see the Laker fans just go crazy. Yeah, fuck the Lakers,
1: dude. <laughs> <laughs> um but they're they're gonna make their own moves this year too so you know it could be a really big summer for both LA teams and to be honest with you part of me wants to see both of these teams good at the same time so there's a real rivalry and I'll, I'll do my best to fly out for a LA Lakers LA Clippers game if they're both got stars on the court yeah that would be amazing that would be so much fun yeah, I'd be happy. I'd be looking at flights. I'd be looking at ticket prices. Let's go, dude. Let's go. Yeah. So the <laughs> next <laughs> the next topic which got brought up to me, which um, I liked, was obviously knock on wood. This is exactly what it says. Knock on wood. That was me knocking on the wood. Sure. If we were to strike out with both of these, like, you know, with the Kawhis, the KDs, the Clay Thompsons, who do you think would be good low-key pickups uh, moving forward. Now, personally, I want to really stress here that no matter what happens, if we don't get these star players, Bradley Beal doesn't end up coming. It's not the end of the world. What I'm keen to see is that the team doesn't start giving players long-term contracts on big money just for the sake of spending money. Because there's free agency next year, man. You know, You just need to fill your yeah. roster with players that can contribute Improve on what we did this year and then look for free agents next year. Don't commit too long forward without having that star power.
0: Yeah, and I think first thing if you strike out on guys is that you signed Patrick Beverly to that what did he what did he say, three year twenty six million dollar contract? Yeah, dude,
1: let's get Pap Dev
0: back no matter what. Yeah. I think I think that's first step. And then after that, I mean, what are you looking for in players? Like you your identity
1: would be a Doc Rivers type guy, right? Yeah, so you want them in your face, you want them locked down D, chip on their shoulder, point to prove. But we need shooters, dude. I mean, personally for me, that was a really big issue in the Warriors game, was spacing. When Lou Will's not on the floor, Shamit's not on the floor, and Gallo's having an off night, then the spacing goes to shit, dude. So, you know, we've got Shade. that's freaky athletic, he's long. He's going to improve, but we need outside shooting, and we need some good wing players and a big.
0: Okay. Uh, so we need a lot. That, yeah. First guy I thought of with the shooting and gritty chip
1: on his shoulder, good defense, is Danny Green. Yeah, I'd love to have Danny Green. Short-term contract, great player, came up playing under duck. I'm Dan. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts on Marcus Morris? I like Marcus Morris, dude, man. I think sometimes his shot selection is a little bit questionable. Feels like that the ball touches his hands and he's like, "I'm going to chuck a free." Yeah, and off goes the free. He bricks it, but he's an enforcer, dude. He plays with heart. He's happy to be the guy that's getting in people's faces. He's not going to let someone bully his teammate. Yeah, and if you've got Pat Bev and Morris on the same team, oh dude, god, yeah. You know, it's it's that sort of mentality that, oh, we're down by 10. It don't matter. We're going to get these 10 back. Yeah, being the team that every team hates to see on the schedule. Yeah, like, fuck, we know we're going to come out of there bruised up. Yeah. Because you've not only got Bev and then Morris, but you've got Montrez as well, who's just a bruiser, dude.
0: Yeah.
1: I'd like, I'd be- I wouldn't mind Morris. I think he'd fit well with the mentality of the team. Mm hmm. Another player that would do well—he um, is on a player option now, which I can see he might opt out of now due to the way the draft went. But that's Julius Randle.
0: Yeah, Julius that's an interesting. Randall. One.
1: How much is his player or his uh, yeah player option? I did have it in front of me like two seconds ago. I have
0: it somewhere here.
1: (laughs) Sorry guys. We did have it all prepared for you. Here we go. So it's at eight mil.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, he could make more money than that too. I feel like.
1: Yeah. He's a beast dude. His three point shooting really improved this year as well.
0: Yeah. His passing is really nice. I think that he needs work on defense, but there's definitely potential there. Any hustles. Um, Yeah, I think that maybe he thinks he played himself into a bigger contract, and I think that's true. With him only being 24, there's a lot of potential there. That is a good one.
1: Kevin Looney, dude. Kevin Looney. Yeah, I know you're a fan of
0: him. I don't blame you. And uh, I think that he plays really good defense. He's shown he can hustle. He's been great in this Warriors series. Um, Another guy on the Warriors that kind of interests me is Jordan Bell.
1: I like Jordan Bell. I think, he's, um, I think he's reserved. He's played his position well when he's been asked to. And by that, I mean he doesn't complain about minutes. He understands he's on a fantastic team. But whenever you see him play, he never looks out of place on that Warriors team.
0: No, he doesn't. Um, I think that he fits in well. He's young. He hustles. Um, I was looking at a guy like Terrence Ross, but I feel like he's just a little bit of a bigger Lou Will. Where they're all offensive, and do you really need that, like another playmaker off your bench?
1: No, I don't think so, personally. Just because in a way, yeah. You want you've already got Lou Will, so why why do you want to bring somebody in that's going to be taking touches away from him? Yeah. That's another reason why I'm like I'm not mentioning really as an option is Bogdanovic because I feel like he's just a like-for-like replacement for Gallo in style terms. I might be wrong. Hmm. He's he's interesting. He's unrestricted. He'd command a big contract, though. Yeah, I feel like he's not as streaky as
0: Gallo. I know that he obviously he has his cold stretches, but I feel like Gallo
1: is very streaky. Yeah, when Gallo's un, not unformed, dude, it's it's hard to watch. It's frustrating yeah. as fuck. JJ Reddick's them unrestricted, but... Bring him home. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind it, especially if that bill thing went through, then you're going to, you know, you've lost Shamut bring in JJ. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. Who else? Hmm. Is on uh, maybe some veterans at that 3 and D, like Anthony Tolliver Jared Dudley.
1: I'd like Jared Dudley just because he hates Ben Simmons. Bring Jared Dudley over any day. Agreed. <laughs> but again, he's got that same mentality, dude. He's a Doc Rivers-type player. Yeah, he definitely is. I mean, if we're saying Doc Rivers-type Rivers players, then as much as it hurts me to say it, we have to mention Rondo. Why does it hurt you to say it? Because he's in the Lakers, dude. It's true, but, like, I mean, Ronda's been
0: everywhere now. I feel like he... He, You were just saying he was on the Lakers, but he's a Celtic. Like,
1: come on. Yeah, this is true. This is true. I mean, there's a okay. few guys on there. But no, having him come off the bench, along with yeah, Lee Will, I think that would work really well. I like what Rondo brings. Yeah. Again, you know he's a Duck Rivers type player from the start, did. Yeah. Rodney Hood. I like Rodney Hood. Oh, yeah. That's your guy. Yeah, dude. I think he's performed so well. He, like, he gets so much hate because of what happened when he went to Cleveland. He didn't perform well. <laughs> he Cleveland. also refused to play in a game, which wasn't a great <laughs> look. But, <laughs> but he, I feel like he's um he's redeemed himself in Portland, dude.
0: Yeah, he's played really well. I think that he's a great six man, and he's fit that
1: uh pretty perfectly. Another guy I know you really like is uh, D Rose. I do like D-Rose, dude. D-Rose is a god. Don't let nobody tell you any different. This guy was sent here from Asgard. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I feel like it do well if he can stay injury free coming off the bench. See, when yeah. I'm looking at it, I'm looking at who can push the floor so, and take the ball out of Lou Will's hands for a moment to kind of manipulate the opposition up, the up D. So when mm-hmm. we feed it back to Lou, he's got more success driving down. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. There's a few. Seth Corrig, dude. Yeah,
0: that's a nice one. I think uh, a lesser guy that used by the Warriors, Ian Clark, could
1: be interesting. I wouldn't mind Ian Clark, actually. Yeah, I kind of like him. Who else? There's so many, man. There's so many good yeah. players that are available James to It's ridiculous. It really oh, is. Oh, you know...
0: We've looked at this guy a lot. How do you feel about Bobby Portis? No. I don't
1: want him on the Clippers. Yeah. I think that he's going to take up a good amount of money. And- Look, from the film we've watched, when we're doing our film breakdowns, he's a very big liability on switch defense. He's also not great at tracking back. You know yep. what I mean? He doesn't hustle back, to- back on D. He leaves the. He always leaves the corner guy open. From what we've seen so far, is not somebody I'd like to be relying on to lock up an opposition player.
0: Yeah, his rotations are very slow. Like he knows what he's doing, but he's jogging through everything on defense. Um, but he shoots forty percent from three. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's all well and good, man. Jimmer Fredette can fucking shoot. This is true. You know I mean? You put a guy in, in a position to shoot the ball that's open, you, he's going to score. I want to see the intangibles, dude. How fast are you running back on D? How fast are you cutting off the lane? When are you stunting on guys? What's happening here? Like, if I don't see that, and all I see is, oh, we hit that shot. That's not enough yeah. for me, man. Like, That's, that's not championship DNA. Yeah. You that's need
0: there. Yeah, that's
1: what's more important, dude, and Especially for a coach like Duck Rivers here gonna accept people just hitting shots. That's nowhere near enough for Duck Rivers. No. <laughs>
0: I think they need some veterans too. I think that like maybe, you know, Tyson Chandler, uh that one's interesting to me, Amir Johnson.
1: I don't know how everyone feels about Zaza Pachulia, but he's a decent veteran. So what's making me laugh right now is I'm using this website to look at all these free agents that are on the lower tier and someone in their infinite wisdom has put Yao Ming. Nice. So yeah, Yao Let's Ming will take him
0: any day of the week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's only 39, <laughs> seven, six.
1: <laughs>
0: whoever put that him.
1: in there is a genius.
0: Whoever no, is talking Yao, Yao Ming. Yeah. Whoever signs Yao Ming. To a five year supermax contract needs to also get Taco Fall on their roster.
1: <laughs> that they could have the Twin Towers, like. Oh god. I'm telling you, dude, like Yao Ming, there you go, guys. If you want a new pickup that's low key, Yao Ming is apparently available. It's some bullshit. We've turned into a two K podcast. Oh fucking. Nolin's though. That's an I'm, interesting one. You talk yeah, about dude. Hustle. I'd be really happy to have Nolan's Noel. He's on a player option. It's really low. I think it's like one or two million. It's like a minimum contract, dude. Yeah. I feel so like... Say um, how much- go ahead. No, go for
0: it. I was going to talk about somebody else. I'm just going to say how much I would love Jimmy Butler on this team. Even though I feel like a lot of people don't like Jimmy, he fits this team so well in regards to how hard he plays. Doc Rivers would totally be able to coach this guy. I think he'd be the perfect fit for a Jimmy Butler player after after having coached Kevin Garnett. I guess my I would say that I do have a hesitation when you're paying 34-year-old Jimmy Butler at the end of the contract who has Thibodeau minutes. What is it? You're paying him 38 in the last year. I mean, it's, it is a
1: bit much towards the end, but he just feels like what this Clipper identity is. So if I was to name my three names that aren't Kevin Durant and Kawhi, or Bradley Beal, I'd want Jimmy Butler, I'd want Trevor Ariza, and then going further down into like the doldrums, then yeah, it's going to be somebody like Nerlens Noel, because that makes you, you know, this is under un, under the premise that we re-signed um, Beverly as well, because that makes you gritty. It makes you. In fact, I'm swapping out Nerlens Noel. I want Morris. So imagine the grit on that team, dude. You've got Pat Beverly. Montrez, Morris, Butler. And who was the other guy I said? Was it Areza? And Ariza, yeah. You've got the shooting from Ariza, you've got the grip from Morris and Butler. And I feel like that's a playoff team, dude, with the other pieces. And then you just go and fill with some veterans. And Then you trade for Bradley Beal. And then you trade for Bradley Beal. And now you've got Butler, Beal, oh god oh yeah i mean butler
0: can do all the first three quarters and then jimmy just takes care of the fourth and so does lou
1: will actually lou will will just take care of whatever you ask lou will to take care of Yeah, exactly he's also from asgard will carry you just actually yeah you're right lou will
0: just can does all four quarters hey whenever you need me let me know yeah i'm here
1: dude just tell me what just point me in the right direction and tell me to go yeah You've got to love when them, you want it, good. where you want it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, could you imagine that starting lineup? So what? How would that look? So that'd be Shea, Beal, Jimmy,
0: and then you still have Gallinari technically,
1: uh, and then who's your big? Which you, uh, so you'd have to swap out. Either Ariza or Morris for a big, like, Nerlens Noel. Oh, well,
0: I forgot. So, Morris is your four. Yeah, and then Ariza's probably a lot of money. I it's mean... A swap a yeah, Ariza,
1: right? Let's, let's put Nerlens Noel Dedman. in there. You've got that length. He's fast. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's not bad. I mean, if you
1: could get Dwayne Deadman or Brooke Lopez. Oh, those Brooke are Lopez. Dude. Yeah. Dwayne Deadman as well. Either of those two. But all of us... Dwayne Deadman would fit in more with the terms of grit.
0: Yeah, they're both interesting. I think they're really the only two centers besides throwing Max Money, like Vujovic, which I know we're not fans of, um, that can shoot and also play halfway decent defense. So you and I'll both come of them play better that? than
1: decent. So come up against that team. So you've got Shea, Bill, Butler, Morris, and Dedman as your starting five. Then when they're coming off the floor, now you're against Pat Bev, Lou Will, Montrez, and then whoever, you know, Schammer Sham- yeah. already going to be gone. Robinson's going to be gone. Yeah, so, so then you just be-
0: fill in with super small contracts. Yeah. Yeah. They're just muscle. Say head- Nate Oliver,
1: yeah. And, you know, some small shooting guard like Ian Clark. Because the thing is, these guys aren't just going to be in your face and dogs, which they are. But that's going to be an exciting team to watch, dude. Oh, yeah. The spacing would be great. The intensity would be fantastic. Shea would have a field day with that lineup, dude. Yeah. Oh my god.
0: I, I Shea is so perfect. That's the guy that is untouchable because he can fit around any of these rosters. Like he's a perfect complement guy, but he's also very capable in his own way.
1: I feel like that's probably my best case scenario if we were to strike out. That's yeah. a fucking really good lineup, man. That's, I'm going to make that lineup on 2K later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I mean, and Beale is going to be a beast, like always. But again, yeah. it's all situational, dude. I mean, personally, I feel like Gallo has to go. I feel like Gallo's time at the Clippers yeah. is, is coming to an end, regardless of whether or not we bring in a star or two. But Yeah, and. You know, one of the previous trades we had had Dwight Powell in it
0: because I was really confident that he was going to accept his player option. He denied that. It was almost for $11 million too. So maybe he's thinking he's getting more money, but
1: that took away that trade option. You know, Dwight, well, Yeah, but you've also, you, now he's available, dude. This is true. I just don't know. I. I it's weird to
0: me that he turned that down because it makes me think that he's pretty confident he's going to get more money somewhere else.
1: Well, like I said to you before the podcast started, there's a chance that somebody's already reached out. Yeah, maybe. You know, you opt out of this, we'll give you 3 million extra. Because he's not going to get ridiculous money, dude. No one's throwing 15, 20 million at this guy.
0: I just say we make up a story that he and Luka Doncic hate each other.
1: I, I say we make up a new story that Luka Doncic wants to come to the Clippers. There you go. Wants sure. to play alongside Shay and Shamit. <laughs> Oh, fuck, that would be amazing. Let's go
0: full fantasy (laughs) mode.
1: But no, so, yeah, so we got asked what our low-key pickups were. We've kind of gave you a list of them. We've rambled a little bit. I'll apologize. But then we obviously gave you the team and why we'd like it to be like that. So the next episode coming up, which is being recorded this weekend, is actually possible draft prospects for the second round where we've fallen. And then players that have the ability to go undrafted that might be under-the-radar sleepers that we can pick up in free agency. I'll be joined by my friend Cody for that one. He's a college basketball fanatic. Brendan, you know Cody, man. I do. Cody's a close friend. He is. Cody, boy. The guy's a, a college basketball guru, dude.
0: Yeah, he's been texting me about what I think about certain guys, and some of them I'm like, dude, I have no clue who the hell you're talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, I said to him, like, uh, being out in the UK, college basketball's hard to kind of follow here because it's not televised. You have to really hunt yeah. for it. So I just got him to send me a list of these guys. I'm going to do my research to make sure I'm well-versed. And then we'll let you guys know who we think are possibilities and who we think we should steer clear from. Because there's always red flags. Got to look for them red flags. Yeah, so that's us done for today, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. And you can catch us again later in the week. If you're new, thank you for listening. Please subscribe and leave a five-star rating. If you've been listening for a while, then thank you for coming back. If you haven't subscribed, then please do so. And please also leave a five-star rating. And we'll catch you next week. Later.
0: Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star rating. Yeah.